And we are live with another, a new episode of Tao Lake Talk. This is episode 182, and I am Casey. And this is Chris. Uh, guys, 182 episodes. This is a milestone moment for us. We didn't think we'd make it past 181, and here we are today. Can you believe it, Chris? I can't. I I was fighting you on one. So... <laughs> I'll see you later. Yeah, you are actually. Uh, so anyway, guys, um, we're going to get into this. So typically, uh, we do this just as a podcast, but every once in a while, we decide to simultaneously cast on Facebook Live. Uh, if you are somebody who is watching us now, I'm going to get ready to share it. Uh, absolutely feel free to comment uh, whatever shenanigans that we're talking about in the pop culture geekly world. Uh, that is surrounding us, penetrating us, binding us here at uh, Don't Forget a Towel. So, uh, yeah, let's let's get into it. And um, the first thing that we're going to talk about is a little-known Kickstarter called Pursuit of Plastic, Chris. Uh, this Kickstarter, can you tell us a little something about it as I share the uh, episode here? <laughs> of course, of course. We got the elevator uh, pitch here. So uh, Pursuit of Plastic is an Cosmic Adventure, about two friends, their sassy robot, and toy hunting. And so their adventure takes them to different dimensions and toy worlds where they will fight to stop an evil overlord from taking over the galaxy and the toy aisle, as you know it. That's insane. It is. <laughs> I have it's, it, I mean, it blows my mind sometimes how, how epic that pitch is. That's it, man. Um, yeah, guys, so we are, we have eight days left at the time of this recording. We're recording this on October 15th. Um, so lit, just a smidge, just a scotch over a week left. And uh, we have hit goal, uh, which is awesome. So thanks to everybody who has uh, donated to the project or pledged to the project so far. Yes, clap for that. Thank you very much to all of you. And uh, we're working towards our stretch goal. Uh, I'd say we're on the right track for that, too. Um, stretch goal, we have a variant comic book cover uh, from our friend uh, Vinny DeSosa. Uh, so that is on the way uh, if we can get to 2,500. Um, so if you've been on the fence, if you're one of our 55 uh, tire kickers uh, who have wondered Will these guys make it? Well, we made it, okay? It's it's funded. It's going to happen. The artwork is done. The lettering is getting lettered. The printing will get printed as soon as we get that sweet, sweet money from Kickstarter minus their uh, fees. Um, but, yeah, so it is coming. We are very excited about it. I already got a poster on my wall dedicated to it, so it's it's got to happen with that um, so thanks to everybody like i said uh and chris said who has you know pledged to the project so far uh check out pursuit of plastic on kickstarter right now uh for the next seven days all right so before that's it that's it, the end of that marvel tv movie whatever news marvel news first thing it, you know i'm actually going to say this First thing is we got our first look at Modoc, uh, which is an upcoming animated show uh, on Hulu. 
Um, it's got, uh, whose name? Patton Oswalt is Modoc. The animation is like, uh, it's like stop motion animation, I guess. Like it's not as shitty as, um, uh, what you call it? Robot chicken, but it's that stop motion esque. It looks really cool and claymation, in my opinion. I was, I didn't think they were going in that direction. I just thought a full cartoon, and we got to see our first look at it, and I thought it looked pretty great. Yeah, it was. It was stills, so I'm, I'm still eager to see what the animation is like itself. Yeah, uh, I, I guess. I mean, we'll see what this, this show provides when it was supposed to be part of. Kind of- shared universe on Hulu, uh, but apparently it was funny enough uh, to make its way to the network, kind of like Hellstrom made it somehow, so we'll see what the uh, what Marvel life on Hulu is like in the next year or so. Yeah, what would be really interesting is if both those shows are really well received, and Kevin Feige has to be like, okay, what do I do now? <laughs> that would be the, the interesting part. Um, Modoc is, he's not a popular character to anyone outside of the comics. That's fact. Maybe if you play uh, the Marvel, uh, mobile games, he's popular. And if you watch the cartoons, but. Or play the new Avengers game from Square Enix. Okay. That's what I'm saying. But like the general audience doesn't know Modoc. Modoc has been slowly introduced, um, like you said, through all these different, uh, you know, ways. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that a lot more people are familiar with him. He was a big part of Superhero Squad as well, so kids know him. Uh, so I, I believe that Modoc is on his way to the MCU, uh, and then probably in Phase Four. I'm going to probably say if he doesn't show up in like Ant Man or something, you know, similar of that kind of level of humorous superhero, then. Um, I would be really surprised at this point. All right. I'm also, Ooh. when you say, like, what will Kevin Feige do? Well, Kevin Feige will just put it in a different dimension or a different planet and pretend like it's not connected. Is exactly what he'll do. That's true. In Feige, we trust. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, I mean, there really isn't much Marvel news, but this one could, this is a potentially huge piece. Now we've got two confirmed returns slash additions to, uh, Spider-Man three, the one starring Tom Holland. Uh, we've got Jamie Foxx is returning to reprise his role as Electro. Uh, he promises to not look blue. Chris and I are in the minority in the fact that we didn't have any problems with Jamie Foxx being blue and being Electro. I, I actually like both those movies. Uh, while there's some parts that I'm not a huge fan of, overall, I thought they handled the death of Gwen Stacy as well as anyone could ever handle it. I, I really loved those movies. So um, first off, let's just talk about that. What do you think, you know, Jamie Foxx coming back? I'm, I love Jamie Foxx. And I, you know, I liked that electoral role. I liked the theme music even more. Yeah. And I would argue all day with somebody who doesn't like those movies. So whatever. Um, I'm very interested in this whole multiverse idea. And they, they definitely are spinning off the heels of Into the Spider-Verse because everybody loved it. And, you know, beating DC to the big screen with the multiverse idea. Uh, so... It's going to happen at a scale unlike anything we've ever seen, I believe. Uh, so 
I say get ready for Tobey Maguire, get ready for Andrew Garfield, you know, and and these other villains that may have showed up in their movies because they're going to they're going to do something crazy, especially since the Doctor Strange movie is based around setting up the whole multiverse idea and really getting deep into that whatever scale yeah. they want to do. But then now this news that Doctor Strange is going to be part of Spider-Man 3 as kind of the Tony Stark mentor role. There we go. I mean, it's just it's connecting the dots. Yeah, I can't see Doctor uh, Strange being a mentor to anybody, but um, <laughs> you know, it will be it will be cool to see him as part of the of the movie. And to your point, you know, someone I, I don't know if it was Boss Logic or who, some creative artist did a picture, and it was like Maguire, Garfield, and Holland is Spider Man. They're different Spider Man, and then like all around them, it was like Electro. Vulture, um, Sandman, Venom. It was like a whole like thing of, of villains. And, and I was like, I am here for this. Please, please do this for me. Because <laughs> yeah. as a Spider-Man fan, my head will literally explode if that <laughs> So right now, uh, we'll see what happens with Spider-Man 3. In the meantime, let's jump across the pond. Uh, we've got our little bit of casting news. Um, Sarah, so jumping across upon to DC, sorry. Sarah Shahi, uh, has been cast, um, in Black Adam, possibly as Isis. Uh, I know she's like a professor or something. Um, you know, the hard thing about that is that movie got taken off the slate as well. So, you know, we hear this casting news, but at the same time, I don't know what's going to happen with the DC slate. DC slate's fine. They're just going to wait for another date to put that at because they're tired of moving these dates. Probably, that's it. The movie's going to happen. I mean, right. The Rock has been attached to this movie for so long; it hasn't dissolved since then. And then they do all this casting. They're just waiting to see what happens with the other ones and when they're going to start filming this. And that's it. Stop making like assumptions and stop putting these tentative dates up that you're not going to fill. Because you're promising these dates, and we're going to talk about this later, about the failure of that and how it's destroying the movie companies and the theaters, because it's, it's empty promises. You can't, you can't keep doing this. So Black Adam's going to happen, but it's going to be like end of 2022 by the time it comes out, probably. Because, I mean, the rest of the movies got moved. Wonder Woman got yeah. moved to December 25th. And by the time that we really get around to all this stuff, it's going to start going to the directed video, because cause nobody's doing anything to fix this. So. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how movies are released in the in the future. Um, but whenever Black Adam decides to come out, we'll be there for it. However it decides to come out, um, we'll be there for it. And uh, congratulations to this actress, Sarah Shahi, uh, for being in it. Uh, one thing that did pop out in, in TV news is a little a little bit more... Uh, manageable it seems is that we do have a green lantern hbo max uh official announcement we've got 10 episodes for season one and we've got our lanterns um including jessica cruz uh kyle rayner simon baz and guy gardner um yeah that's it oh sorry kyle has not been announced Alan Scott was announced. So the big guns, John Stewart, Kyle Rayner, and Hal Jordan, uh, will they show up? Probably. Um, but at first, 
Knicks is going to be your lineup. Uh, and we've got Seth Graham Smith as the showrunner. What do, what do you think about all this? It's fine. Um, <laughs> I, get, I get their plan. Uh, but if you're going to really do this diverse thing, don't. why are you bringing Guy Gardner? I mean, put Kyle Rayner there. He's he's Hispanic. So mm-hmm. it just – it doesn't – I mean, then they're like, well, we're going to do Kilowog. We're going to do Sinestro. That's great. So you're going to dive into these aliens. Um and I think that the Green Lantern is not Green Lantern. It's Green Lantern Corps. So it's it's all of them. So it makes sense to do these stories and have them kind of intertwine. But you really got to get into the fact that when are you going to announce that, that say, Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart are part of this? Are they just like this, these overarching main characters that tie it all together and they just are there or whatever? But maybe they're mentors. That's fine. But don't, don't, don't fail on that either because it's just do it all. Do it all up. Um, so I'm excited for this show. I think that it's in the right place, uh, the right budget, because uh, I would not want to see Green Lantern on the CW. <laughs> no. Yeah, when you see like what they've been doing on Lovecraft Country, for example, that that's high budget. Even yeah, and, and Watchmen was also high budget. So you know they they can do things now on television that um, you know movies were doing a, a few years ago, and it's fine. You know what I mean? At that scale. So uh, to see a Green Lantern show, um, I think that's good, especially since the movie failed. Uh, this is the best way to present it to people, and I'm excited. Raised by Wolves makes both those shows look like normal TV shows. That's the I love all those shows you mentioned, but it's like when you look at the quality of cinematography and Raised by Wolves, I'm just like, this is this is Yeah, insane. but that's who's behind the camera, dude. Like, I know that. I know that. Yeah. That's also just the same level, you know. So it's 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 crazy what they're doing on TV, especially now that all these companies are going to start concentrating more on streaming than yeah. shoving stuff in the theater. So I mean, I think that's always like, you know, David Fincher's Mindhunter or David Fincher on House of Cards. It's like you take that and then you take a TV director. Not to say that anyone's bad necessarily, but like it's just even when you take uh, on Game of Thrones, there's a difference between. Uh, the guy who directed The Descent <laughs> and then like their normal just kind of run-of-the-mill people. It's like game but over. That, show, that show's not all Ridley Scott either. The first two episodes are Ridley Scott and then it's like... No, I understand that. But I'm saying people, like the, so. the first director is the one who sets the precedence of how mm-hmm. that show is going to look. And, you know, Ridley Scott is we'll talk about later. I think we're talking about the same thing. So, yeah. It's good. Um... Can you talk about this next thing? Because I, I didn't even yeah. pay attention to this. Yeah, this came out yesterday. So DC Universe is turning into DC Universe Infinite. It will be keeping the same pricing plan as of, uh, I believe it's, I think my thing renews in December. So I had to confirm it yesterday. If you're a current member, you confirm it. Uh, you get like a discount on the shop or whatever. So that's kind of cool. Um, whatever. It's, yeah. it's staying the same price. They're upping how fast you get the comics. So you get new comics after six months instead of a year, which is way better. Uh, I'm keeping it. I already re- I renewed. There you go. There you go. So if you guys are a DCU subscriber, that's your option. Um, all right. So Galaxy Far, Far Away. What's happening over there, Chris? Uh, so... We got our first look at the excerpts from a certain point of view, uh, the Empire Strikes Back version. So every, you know, for every movie now for the 40th, they're doing 
alternate stories that tell the story of of the movie. So you see different perspectives, uh, which is cool because, say, it's like the Wampa or whatever. Who cares? But you get that and instead of the main characters. Uh, so they tell the whole Empire Strikes Back story through the different eyes of characters, and I love that. So get ready for that. That comes out November 11th or 12th, I believe the book comes out. Uh, 40 stories, 40 different authors, certain point of view. Is a Wampa story an actual story, or are you just being funny? I'm being I'm being funny, but I somebody else mentioned that, so I someone don't. It's, I'm not saying it's it. not fake news. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, next up, the Star Wars Holiday Special is back, uh, but Lego is doing it this time. And they're promising it's better than the original. Uh, just slap name Lego on there is fine. It makes it better already. Uh, so we are getting some familiar voices uh, returning to the roles, including Kelly Marie Tran as Rose Tycho, Billy D. Williams as usual as Lando Calrissian because he can't miss a beat with that. I was I found my Dark Empire audiobook sets, and he was still the voice of Lando on that. So nice. That's it. Um, <laughs> Anthony Daniels. Who always does C three PO, except for on that audiobook. Caught you there, Anthony Daniels. You missed that one. Uh, Matt Lanter is going to be playing Anakin Skywalker. Awesome. Um, Tom Kane is Yoda and Qui Gon Jinn. James Arnold Taylor returns as Obi Wan, and D. Bradley Baker will be doing all of the clone voices. Yeah, nice. Um, you know, we'll watch it for sure. Uh, I'm excited, and I always really like what they do. Um, with the Lego stuff, you know, it's always a really funny tongue in cheek sort of way that they handle it. And, uh, yeah, I'll be there. Absolutely. Uh, so let's, let's jump on over to comic news. Uh, looks like the, Hi, Berserk... Holly. <laughs> what's up, Holly? Uh, it looks like the Berserk manga is coming back. Uh, so Berserkers. <laughs> Yeah, we wish. Um, we wish Berserker was as cool as Berserk, but it is ultimately cooler than Berserk, but it's okay. Um, they're going to be doing a new beginning, uh, so it's kind of funny. And so the 1989 writer and illustrator will be uh, returning, and it, uh, we're looking at it. The big reveal is going to be uh, was supposed to be October 9th, 2020, right? So did that come out? Yeah. Okay, awesome. So I'm excited. I'm a big Berserk fan. I know you are. I don't know shit about it, so I will ride off of your enthusiasm. <laughs> it always looks awesome, but I just haven't seen it, other than what you've probably shown me, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, let's hope for uh, let's hope it's good. I like. I've read some of the manga. I've watched the anime and. Mm-hmm. And the continuation, um, which I'm okay with, but I still love that original series. It's probably one of my favorite animes. So that's yeah. that's it. So look forward to that. Um, in DC news, Rorschach number one hit stands this week, and it tied together. Uh, it tied in the Watchmen TV show as canon, which is interesting because with um, the the Watchmen series, what was it, uh, Doomsday Clock? was kind of a different tale to a certain extent. So I'm not sure if that ever tied in. I don't think it did or nor were they going to, I think it was kind of just built at different times. So it wasn't connected, but this right here, the Tom King series, he writes in, I won't spoil anything, but it does connect to the show. Hmm. 
which is don't say anything because I'll read this one. This yeah, is, I don't want. I don't want to read it anyway. Yeah, this is like a I'm gonna binge it sort of thing. Um, but now that you say that, maybe I won't binge it, and maybe I'll just watch it. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Thought you started. I thought you started <laughs> no watching spoilers. it. No, the show I finished. I'm saying oh, like, you finished. I was okay. going to read the comic. Yeah, I finished it. Doomsday Clock or the new one? There's only one show. I just finished the show. No, no, no. The comic. Which which one are you talking about? The Rorschach you're going to binge or you're going to binge? Wait to binge no, Rorschach? I'm gonna, gonna, no. I, okay, both. I did okay. not read Doomsday Clock because I just haven't. And then if now this Rorschach show connects to... Sorry, the Rorschach comic connects to the show, then I... I have to wait. Yeah. Cool. It, 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 it mentions something from the show. Okay. It doesn't necessarily say it's a full tie-in or anything like that. <clears throat> I could, it, I could very well imagine what that is, but sweet. You, yeah, I read it. So, um, next up, uh, something called future state is coming. Yeah. See another event. I mean, there's one in December, and then there's another one after that. So you know how they love their event after events in comics. So, um, so it's going to be a future story, and mm-hmm. so I'm going to read a little bit of an excerpt here. In Gotham, Bruce Wayne is dead, and all new, probably uh, new Batman steps up to save the city. Now we've seen some uh, some concept art from that today. So if you guys want to check that out, check it out. Uh, Don Kent steps into the boots of Superman and in the Amazonian rainforest or Amazon rainforest, a new wonder woman is chosen by the gods. So we're going to see a new status quo once again for the future of DC, uh, as they kind of just rewrite and rewrite their continuity and, and future stuff and whatnot. So, um, what they're saying is that this future is going to be maybe spinning out of the end of dark Knights death metal so right. we've not reached that finale yet that's Jan- december january time so once that epic ends we'll see kind of where the dc universe sits and uh where future state may be taking place so yeah i just um i don't know man sure <laughs> <laughs> it's you know the thing these are all always elder world tales anyhow so i always enjoy yeah, them because exactly. they're not tied too too tightly to continuity and sometimes yeah. that's better for enjoying comics you know so let's hope i can always uh, i'll read it for yeah, sure i agree uh so john ridley will be contributing to the wolverine black white and blood anthology so this is exciting because um john ridley is never written for marvel uh, he's going to be doing that DC work that we spoke about a couple, you know, back when they announced. He's going to do that Batman. Yeah, he's going to be doing that fandom announced Batman title, uh, which may or may not be a Batman of color. So that'll be interesting to see. But um, yeah, so I'm I'm actually subscribing to this Wolverine Black, White, and, Re- and Blood, not Red. It's called Blood. Uh, so I'm excited for it because I like those kind of dynamic comics where it's very, you know, it's the visuals are are really just kind of explosive because it, all you see is the blood. So they've done that for uh, some other stuff too. I think it was like Harley or something did something similar. And then of course, yeah. the black, and the black and white. So yeah, he's a good, um, 
he's a good writer. Uh, you know, he's done a lot of movies, um, in, in Hollywood for a long time and as well as television, as well as novels. So, uh, you know, I think it'll be an interesting take on Wolverine as well as Batman. And, uh, that one I'm, I'm excited to, uh, see what up you cool cats. Hi, Ruben. How you doing, buddy? What's up, buddy? <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so that's that's the end of comic news. Uh, so let's jump into our awesome commercials. What you don't realize is that it ain't easy. It is hard goddamn work making something this pretty ass look like a geek. Huh. So I must be doing it for a reason. It's you. It's always been you. And it's worth fighting. All you have to decide. Join me. Gutsy Media Podcast. Because movies are our life. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetAtowl.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget, a towel. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetAtowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. All right. We are back after those awesome commercials, unless you watched us live and you just awkwardly watched us uh, talk about commercials. All right. So first things first uh, is our category called Crowd Sorcery. And um, Chris, I want you to kind of talk us through this one because I I know it's a bit of a unique one. It is. So... um, you know, masks masks are out and about in public lately, and uh, it's it, yeah, everybody. You know, so there's a lot of companies making masks, and so this is kind of neat because uh, this is going to be this is kind of deemed uh, exclusive masks for board game lovers. Now, there's a few different ones in here that you can take a look at. I'll leave the link. Um, it does have two weeks to go as of this recording, which is uh, what's the date today? I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, there you go. So, uh, but what I really love about this project is that it features art from David Daza, who is a friend of DFAT. Uh, so we just wanted to kind of give it a little plug and have you guys check it out. If you are looking for masks uh, to buy that are kind of unique, have a little bit different of a look to them, then then check it out because I love David's. Uh, I love his. I love his art, and I I I am fully all about you know masks as well so and preventing the spread yeah it's pretty slowing uh, the spread i'm sorry that was unfactual slowing the spread (laughs) slowing the spread i don't want to get fact checked let's not do that but yeah uh cool cool uh kickstarter idea they're about halfway towards goal with about halfway through the campaign um which is which is great uh, real quick, we've got, um, CT Cav, uh, says, great to see you both. Mazel tov. Same to you, my friend. 
And DFAT masks could be a thing if this continues in 2021. Here's the thing. At least DFAT comics masks. Yeah, yeah. Chris and I have been talking about uh, next year and and what that's going to look like uh, for conventions um, specifically because we haven't announced it yet, but we have some things in the works for next year. And, you know, conventions kind of float around that idea. So maybe (laughs) at this point, maybe I'll contact David and say, hey, can you draw us a defect comics mask? I don't know. Might have to might have to make a hollow mask or, or a, right. I mean, a plastic mask. I don't know, man. You don't have to seek out anybody. We, you have all that art. Just Sorry, some men on no mask. Sorry, Darius and uh, RJ will use your art, which we already have in stock. But yeah, that that brings up. Hey, go back. Pursuit of plastic now on Kickstarter right now for the next week. Uh, and and Chuck, uh, good suggestion. Maybe we will make DFAT mask for the convention circuit next year. All right, so let's get into some TV streaming news. There's a lot of it, people. So first things first, there's a Nightbreed series coming from Mike Dory, uh, better known from for the Halloween season, Trick or Treat, uh, director of that. And Clive Barker, uh, who obviously wrote and directed Nightbreed. Um, Nightbreed is one of my favorite cult. Have you, did I show you Nightbreed? Mm-hmm. Did you watch it? Okay, yeah, Nightbreed's messed up movie. It's sweet as hell, though. So, um, a TV series that explores uh, it's Medellin, I think is what it's called, or one of those kind of names. It's a weird name. Um, I'm okay with that, because that world is already an existing world. So whether you take it before the events of the movie or afterwards, there is a Nightbreed comic as well, um, which I'm not sure when that takes place. I believe it's after the movie, but either way, I'll watch the crap out of this. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, we just talked about how everything is going to get a major concentration to streaming. So, there's there's no doubt that this category is going to be filled every time we talk about something. And the more people bring back these these properties that, that yeah. you know, say you and I love, the more attraction it's going to get. And you're not taking the risk of making a new movie or a re- reboot or throwing a ton of money at it, you know. So you have that you have that chance to really test the market. And if people react well to it, then, hell, man, just, just keep putting stuff out on streaming because your budgets are getting better anyhow and you know it's cheaper to do things so yeah um you know it's not written down here but you know disney pretty much said like they're in streaming business now uh they took a gamble on putting milan out for that 30 dollars extra price tag and the reports came back that it made 261 million dollars which was pure profit that was not you know, they didn't have to go in and give money to the theaters. They didn't have to go and spend money too much on advertising. So that's disgusting. And if I was a shareholder and I was Bob Iger, absolutely, we're doubling down. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it a little bit later when we go into some other news. But, yeah, like, I get it. <laughs> slap slap an 85-inch TV on your wall and call it a theater, right? 86, but yes. 86. <laughs> my bad, my bad. 
<laughs> yes, I did. That's what I'm geeking out on. It's my new big ass television during the uh, pandemic here. All right, next up, gotta survive. Yeah, you gotta survive. Um, Zack Snyder uh, is working on his Army of the Dead anime. We've got some casting news uh, with some from some old familiars uh, for Zack Snyder. So it's Army of the Dead Las Vegas. Um, he's going to be directing two of the animated series. I want to say this follows up his, yeah, it follows up as his live action feature film, which is Army of the Dead. Uh, so uh, he casted as far as the animated feature. Um, it's going to have uh, Joe Maganello, uh, Christian Slater, Vanessa Hudgens, Nolan North, um, and many others who are going to be joining the casting of the uh, of the voice there. Uh, what do you think about this? It's a big shared universe between movie and TV. Yeah, all day. Yeah, so. It's kind of like the Resident Evil games where you have the games and then there's those animated movies that are companion pieces to it, which honestly, if any of you guys have not seen those, they're all the animated Resident Evil movies are awesome. We're going to talk about Resident Evil in a minute here, but yeah, I think he's going with that, you know, almost like the Animatrix, right? So you had the Matrix movies and then you had that like companion anime piece uh, to it. Yeah, so, it just create new stories within your world and awesome. All yeah. about it. Good, 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 good. Uh, continuing with Netflix. Actually, most of this is Netflix news. Um, just, this is a quick one. Cobra Kai uh, Season 3. It's already been shot. It's edited. It's in the bag. Uh, officially, it's coming out one eight twenty one. Um, so what's cool about that is it gives the writers more time to work on season four, which is also officially greenlit. I know Netflix has been canceling shows left and right, but at least with Cobra Kai, we're getting a full kind of picture here. Um, I don't know if fourth season is the last season because Netflix are savages, but, uh, as of right now, I'm really happy about season three coming and knowing that season four is on the way. Yeah, Cobra Kai never dies, so. Never dies. Oh, oh my time. God. That show. Love that show. Love that show. Love that show. Um, speaking of things that got canceled even before they started, uh, Magic Order uh, was canceled um, over at Netflix. This one pissed me off uh, big time. <laughs> They just, cast, they just started casting for it. Yeah. Um, what's her name uh, from... Olivia Wilde, was it? It's not Olivia no. Wilde. Oh, it you wasn't put her. that okay. in there. It wasn't. It's it, Her name is Olivia. She's in Ready Player One, and she was on Bates Motel. Um, anyway, great actress, whatever her last name is. But, uh, yeah, so what happened is a couple years ago or more, Netflix bought the rights to Millar world Millar verse and has done nothing with it. Um, Jupiter's legacy is, uh, officially done. It's in the can, um, as a series. So we know that one's coming, but it just seems like they've squandered this opportunity with Millar, who is my favorite comic book writer. <laughs> yeah. I would say that I would, I would point the finger at COVID, but like you said, this has been in the works for a while where we had been asking even before all this shit happened that like, what's going on? Like, yeah. 
Are you going to start? Are you going to announce anything? Are you going to show us some teases? I mean, you have the ability to do animation for this world, and that could have been easily done. So you just dragged your heels, and what? What happened? Well, what happened? One of the one of the biggest slaps in the face of the Magic Order, in particular, is it's officially a Netflix production. Yes, it got put out by Image, but Netflix bought Malar World, and the very first comic to come out of this, their names are all over it, is the Magic Order. So it's like you put faith in Mark Millar as a writer. You bought this comic imprint. You go to start making the show, and then nothing. So it's 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 really disappointing and um, really sad, and it's just another nail in the coffin. You know when they also make announcements for canceling things like. Uh, I heard uh, Teenage Bounty Hunters got canceled, which is supposed to be really good. I Love Glow, that got canceled. Everyone already had got paid. It already had, it hadn't started filming, but like, it just, you know, it's hard to put faith in Netflix right now because, you, you know, you want to get invested in the show and then it can possibly get canceled. And, and what's the point? Uh, anyway, we got a couple comments here. Saul. Uh, how you do fellow kids? We're doing good. Saul. Saul is, um, one of the hosts from nerds from the crypt, a uh, great friend of the, of the show, as well as the website, as well as all the comic books. He's a Kickstarter aficionado. So thank you, Saul. And then he also asked, did we talk about Dexter? Uh, we're about to, buddy. Uh, that's coming up at the end of this little rant here, but yes, we will, you know, for you, Saul, we're going to talk about Dexter right now. Uh, I thought we could close on a positive note, Casey. I'm a t- <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to all negative. Um, no. So here's the thing with Dexter, man. I'm a huge Dexter fan. And uh, my wife and I actually uh, dressed up as Dexter for our first Halloween together. She was Dexter. I was one of the victims. We took all the members of the people who came in uh, for the party. And we actually uh, did the wall. All in, uh, you know, plastic. And then we put up the faces of the different people who came to the party as victims. It was a whole thing. We were big Dexter fans, uh, here at my house. Um, and I didn't hate the ending. A lot of people hated it. I personally was like, eh, all right. <laughs> you know, not the ending I expected, but, uh, okay, fine. So, um, is this redemption for the ending? Maybe. Is it riding off the coattails of nostalgia? Maybe. Is Michael C. Hall back? Yup. And that's all I give a shit about. So I'm excited about it. I've liked Michael C. Hall since his time on um, uh, Six Feet Under, which I'm a huge fan of. And uh, I will be watching that series for sure when it shows up on Showtime next year. Chris agrees. <laughs> <laughs> It. I never uh, finished the series because oh, I never finished it. So not, well, finish I didn't it. give you any spoilers, so no, I, didn't, I didn't give. You I any know spoilers. what happens. It's not oh. like I don't read things and and not finish things on purpose because that's I didn't finish it on purpose. So okay. I yeah. just was like, all right, people didn't like it. I'm not going to spend two more seasons watching the show. So. Uh, I will say for and now, me, I'm going to finish it. And since you and I are because, very, very agreeances on things. Yes. Uh, I actually think Dexter gets better every year. Okay. That last season isn't as good necessarily as all the rest, but I'm telling you, it's still solid. And I think you'd been, like it. It must've been one season. I didn't like as much. I just kind of fell off it. Or I, I think I moved 
I think that's what happened. That's it. I'll oh, blame you. Whatever. I'm going to watch it now. I got time. You're going to watch it. Prime Day's over. I can't get that 99 cents. Thank, thank you, Saul, for bringing that up, buddy. <laughs> Um, all right, Game of Thrones news. Uh, House of Dragon uh, has cast its lead. This is a show we didn't know if it was happening or whatever, but it's a prequel. Um, and uh, Patty uh, Cassidine has been uh, cast as this Viserys Targaryen. So, um, yeah, that's it's one of those things where uh, I'm excited. Kind of, maybe, but it's going to have to be, I'm going to have to see because of how bad that ending was, personally. Yeah. More dragons. Let's do it. Always love, always love a good dragon story. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, more Game of Thrones. Uh, Bring it on. Uh, You are uh, okay until proven guilty. Um, So that is happening. Uh, Saul, uh, he says, I'm not a hater of the finale. Thank you, buddy. Um, I'm glad that you aren't either. I had a friend who like yelled at me today because I said I didn't handing and whatever, man. Have you seen the end of, uh, Sopranos? Okay. Uh, Um, this has been a comic book that was at once a live action, uh, show or movie and then the Fox Disney thing happened so it got cancelled but now it's getting some new life on HBO Max um, it would be an animated series uh, brought to you by uh, Noelle Stevenson who brought She-Ra and the Princes of Power to Netflix um, so we will see the the life of Lumberjanes uh happening as the show or as the comic ends this December. Um I know you you like this comic, right? I do. I do. I like that. There's some good crossovers. Yeah, Gotham um, Academy. Yeah. Gotham Academy, yeah. So yeah, I I think that please keep putting this stuff on TV. You have an audience. You have a basically a captive audience right now. So do it. And that's the thing, you know, um, it's kind of a double-edged sword because there's so much potential out there and there's so many people at home waiting for something that's going to really spark them again. And, you know, Lovecraft County or country has done it. Uh, Raised by Wolves has done it. And, you know, there's been some other things, but it's like um, the, the hard part is, is if you're a live action show and you can't film a la glow, then we can't see you. You know what I mean? So it's like we want something and we want these things, but they can't film. <laughs> uh, just it's a sign of the times. But one show that's going to try to try to be done here is American Gods. Um, it's kind of had a tumultuous start and continuation and all this sort of thing. But season three has been greenlit. Um, you know, I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know if it means it's going to be the end of the show, if they're going to try to wrap it all up or what, but uh, at least season three of, of uh, American Gods coming. You watch it. I don't know where it is as far as the book goes. Do you know? I know you didn't I know you don't read it, but do you know if you're halfway through or 
How's that? You know, the, the, the crazy thing is like I got I got about a third of the way through the book. Right. And I know I know after the end of season two, I'm a little bit past that. OK, so I, I feel like maybe they could finish it up and I hope they do because I don't have much faith that it could go to season four if it already got canceled the first time. And you know yeah. what? A lot of people say, like, some people like it, some people don't like it. I, you know, I, I thought it, reading the book, it's very, it's a very good book, but it's also kind of a, it's heavy too. So yeah. watching it visually, uh, and I know they changed stuff, but I, I did enjoy the show um, for the most part. I, I, it really just made me really want to read the book for the, the rest of the book. So good. You should. Yeah. It's one yeah, of the no. Um, I kind of feel like uh, almost like the preacher thing. Like I think they did it in three seasons, um, three or four seasons, I think three, but where it was like, we could keep it going, but because the audience isn't as big as it could be, let's just cap it instead of, Hey, three seasons, you get canceled. We don't know how it ends. Like, they capped it. And I thought that was a very, very smart idea. So uh, I agree with you um, as far as American gods go, like give it a proper ending and then, and then send it off. Yeah. I mean, it always leaves a bad taste in your mouth when, when you're enjoying something and they just yep. abruptly stop it. It's just, come on. I mean, it's cool. I mean, it's like the same thing with a Dexter thing. So people didn't like that. Some people liked it, but now you have resolution coming. Same thing with the Sopranos, right? I mean, it was like, yeah, what, and and same thing with um, what was that Western show, Deadwood, right? All this stuff. Yeah, they like, give it a, they give it a movie. So and so, Sopranos is getting a movie actually, but it's a prequel. Right. But yeah, not uh, the prequel. That's yeah. I'm sorry, that's that was thinking a prequel for that. But yeah, Deadwood was yeah. the one I was referring to. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right, so let's go over to movie news. Uh, Robert Zemeckis premiered uh, his trailer for uh, The Witches, the Raul Dahl uh, thing. Um, so, you know, we got one in the 90s. Guillermo del Toro was attached. This is a weird one because I usually keep up on this kind of stuff uh, as writing for don'tforgettotal.com. I didn't know Robert Zemeckis was doing this movie. And then the preview came out and I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Totally forgot. I forgot Zemeckis himself was on it. That's the thing. Uh, so it it comes. Yeah, exactly. It comes out, uh, I think in a week from the time of this recording or two weeks, but yeah, I will, I will be there and halfway, uh, stars in it. I love her. And, um, visually Robert Zemeckis, even if he makes a shitty movie, never disappoints visually. Never. So I'm excited. Yeah, the trailer looked fun. And just I love I love the original. I love yeah, the book. me too. And so it's like more great stuff to watch at home this month. Exactly. Um okay, so <laughs> we <laughs> we got a trailer for Monster Hunter. Um Monster Hunter is a Capcom series. Uh, Chris is a pretty big fan of it. Um, and as we know, uh, what's his name? Uh, the director of the movie, which for some reason is completely, uh, what's his name? Paul, Paul no. W.S. Anderson. Yeah. Okay. Paul W.S. Anderson. So, so Paul W.S. Anderson, who 
loves directing video game movies. Um, not as much as UA Bowl, but maybe, maybe even more. And love um, his wife. Love his wife. I love Event Horizon. I lo- actually very much enjoy Paul W S Anderson movies. But yeah. um, I and in this trailer, Monster Hunter, I have no attachments to the game. So for me, I'm like monsters, Jovovich, Anderson. I will watch this. <laughs> for you, what did you think? I, I stopped watching after the teaser had machine guns in it. So <laughs> yeah, I was like, sweet. <laughs> it's fine. I'll watch it. And it'll probably fall into the category of every other video game movie that I, that I have beef with. So, I mean, they can never really, they adapt these things. Sometimes it works out in our favor, but I'm not going to have any kind of expectations. I just want Tony jaw to go insane with a giant sword and just do some crazy batshit acrobatics or something. I don't know. I don't care. As long as we get that, fine. The monsters look close enough. It's good. That's fair. That's fair enough. Um, yeah, I like I said, because I have no attachments to the video games, it didn't offend me like it did a, a lot of people on Twitter as in, in Chris, but um, we'll see how it turns out. Uh, but speaking of other Mila Jovovich properties, uh, Resident Evil is getting a reboot. Um, they have confirmed it's going to be a reboot. The movie reboot will be of the an adaptation of the first two games, um, which is interesting. I feel like you might be stretching yourself a little further because you could just do a haunted house and whatever, but fine. That being said, they have cast it. Um, and we've got some pretty good people. We've got some arrow alums. <laughs> uh, we've got Neil McDonough. We've got Robbie Amell, his cousin is Stephen Amell. We've got, um, a bunch of other people. I really actually don't super know. Um, but <laughs> I, here's the thing. I'm fine. Resident Evil getting a show on Netflix. It's getting a reboot in theaters. I like Resident Evil games. I like Resident Evil movies, actually. And I like their CGI movies. I'm good. I'll watch the shit out of anything Resident Evil, personally. Yeah, I can't I can't complain until this sucks. So... <laughs> I, I'm all about it. I love those games. So if you're going to do an adaptation of the first two games... In one movie, I don't know, but yeah, sure, maybe. Yeah, that's I mean, the only you, you bring in, yeah. right. I mean, it's like you're gonna bring in your Redfield. You're gonna bring in. It's just it's interesting. So we'll see, we'll see how this pans out because, like you said, it, the Resident Evil world has treated us pretty well, and um, we'll just have to take it as it comes. That's it. That's it. Um. All right, so kind of completely switching gears, uh, Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot are continuing their friendship slash working relationship to bring Cleopatra to life. Uh, Patty Jenkins behind the camera and Gal Gadot in front with uh, writer uh, Lyta Caligridis. Um, she has worked on... Jeez, uh, man! Altered Carbon, she brought to life. Uh, Avatar, she's done like tons of stuff. Honestly, if you look at this lady's resume, like it's, it's kind of disgusting. Alexander, Shutter Island, 
Alita. Like she's just a fantastic writer and another great female voice. And um, I don't know what they're going to do for Cleopatra. I don't know what, I don't know what route they're doing. Cause the only Cleopatra reference that we have is like a sixties movie with Elizabeth. Um, what's her name? She's like, yeah, Elizabeth Taylor. So, you know, is it that? No. Is it an action movie? Probably. <laughs> Her and Mark Anthony team up to fight vampires. I don't know. <laughs> That's great. I'll, I'll watch that. It's I not, just wrote that for you. Like that. <laughs> make it, make it uh, but yeah, this, we'll see what, we'll see what this turns out to be. Um, that's it. All right. So Furiosa, which is the prequel uh, to the Mad Max's latest movie, which was like, what, 10 years ago at this point, which is kind of crazy. But um, still better than prequel. most movies in theaters. Oh, fact. Hands down. Absolutely. Um, but cool thing. Great cast. We've got Anya Taylor-Joy, who will be Furiosa, who... She is a fantastic actress. If you guys have not seen The Witch, watch it. Uh, Chris Hemsworth and then Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, who most recently was featured in Watchmen. And he's supposed to be in that Candyman movie, which will eventually come out, which I'm excited to see. Um, He's been on a streak, too. Black Mirror. I mean, like, the dude's on fire. So, Black good casting so far. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, Black Manta as well. So, uh, yeah, I I like the casting. And what do you think? Maybe we learn how she loses her arm. I don't know. Or I hope so. I mean, that's what the origin movie is really just about, right? That arm. So. Well, George Miller is back to direct, and that's all you really need. That's all you need to know. That's it. Get ready. Eyes to explode once again. That's it. I, it's <laughs> yeah. exploding. Oh God, it's such a such a hot being in your car as the opening of the movie. Sure, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, and finally, in movie news, Ridley Scott and Joaquin Phoenix team up once again on the movie Kit Bag, uh, which will be a Napoleon uh, Bonaparte film. Um, this is something that it's not super geeky, but the fact that they're teaming up again. Uh, Chris and I are are big fans of Gladiator, um, so you know. What do you think about this? Yeah, I, I like I like period pieces, so I'm I like to go outside that that geekly circle a lot of the time, uh, especially with these movies. So, uh, a great team, and like you said, with Gladiator, it was just it's just Ridley Scott does such a great job on these kind of movies. So, and I love Joaquin Phoenix, and I thought that his role in gladiator was excellent. It was one of the ones, oh, one of the roles that really, memorable. Yeah. 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 So, and then he disappeared after, after that, right? Not very, very soon after that. And it was gone for so long. And I'm glad he's back because he's such a, he's such a great actor and he really deserves to be back in that spotlight. And I'm looking forward to this Napoleon movie. So I completely agree. So, Let's go over to some video game news. Uh, what do you got, Chris? We have Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, uh, bringing back the classic uh, game that really opened up uh, the the Need for Speed. I would say it opened up that franchise to be even better uh, because it was all about 
it was all about the car chases uh, and, and, and really that's, I think that was the game that got me into the need for speed franchise. And so it's getting a remaster and uh, I believe it's coming out for PS4 this November. Uh, I don't think it's getting a next gen, uh, but it will definitely, you know, get, you can play it on there if you, if you're getting that backwards compatibility stuff, but it's hitting PlayStation 4, Xbox one and PC and uh, on November 6th, and then on the November 13th, it's hitting the Switch. So if you want your portable Need for Speed, it's it's going to be there. So yeah. 1998, right? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Never mind. 2010 Hot Pursuit, not to be confused with 1998's Need for Speed 3 Hot Pursuit. Yeah, it is confusing. Um, but, I mean, still, 2010, 10 years ago. So, you know what I mean? It's been quite a long time, and um, you're right. It's, I played that uh, game. Yeah, I didn't like me it. too. <laughs> I I like I actually like the Need for Speed series. Um, so uh, you know what's a what's a reboot of this look like? I don't know, but uh, you know, in in the year reboot, uh, like Tony Hawk Pro Skater, which is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, critically acclaimed at this point, so I hope they keep remaking them. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how this one goes. Yeah, what's isn't isn't there a new like heist one coming out soon? There's a new yeah, just like Need for Speed that looks like a Fast and Furious movie. It's more yeah. like that than just car yeah, it right? It's like yep. more story driven. I hope so because yep. that would be cool. So we'll see how that is. That's probably going to be better. Um, next up, MK11 doesn't stop. Uh, and it will continue to add more and more characters. The newest outside character being introduced is going to be Rambo. And that sounds like a crazy fun time. So get ready to shoot, cut, and smash. John Rambo comes to Mortal Kombat. Yeah, this makes, you know, I know it's just skin or whatever, right? Like, who who is he, like, categorized? Like, is he, is he Johnny Cage? Is he Kano? Right. So um, these are always like super impressive to me. And, you know, like the other one, uh, didn't they get Terminator? Like, didn't they get Schwarzenegger to like voice and stuff like that? So that's that's kind of my question because some are skins and some are not. Um, and that, the same thing, the same thing worked with Injustice 2 where it was like, yeah, you could be Green Lantern, but then it was hell. But then you could be Jon Stewart was a skin. But then they would actually make characters with move sets, so, like the turtles and stuff. Like, yes, yeah, yeah. So I'm really interested to see, like, if if Rambo is a skin versus an actual fleshed out character, which will be we'll even find awesome out if yeah. they did that. Yeah. So, um, yes. So MK11, I love I, as much as I do not make time to play fighting games. I did enjoy. MK11 a lot, so good. Uh, check it out. Uh, last up in video game news, Borderlands 3 is getting Season Pass Part Duo. Uh, so it's going to be featuring what's called the, the, the Designer Cut and the Director's Cut. Yeah. And it'll feature two more add-ons, unlike anything they've done before. Uh, each will offer new modes and ways to play. Uh, and so that'll be available for purchase on November 10th. Uh, starting with the designer cut. And then the second half will be due out in spring 2021, and they're going to have more details closer to launch. Um, you know what? 
I like about this is that they're playing the long game. They're playing the Destiny game, which is, um, you know, Destiny didn't do that good of a job with the first one. They've been killing it with Destiny 2. It's a game that's a few years old now. And, um, I mean, look at <laughs> look at uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. I mean, like, that game is a decade old or close to it. I, in getting a remaster for the PS5 and stuff. So, like, I think... People are okay with that. If you want to go and offer a new level and a new gun and a new skin and you're just like, eh, give us a couple bucks, I'll do it. If that's enough to, to make you keep creating these DLCs and these packs, you know, I, I think that's the way to do a game nowadays. Is like Destiny 2, it can go on forever. Like, why do you need a Destiny 3? Unless you're going to create a new campaign, there's no point for it. Well, plus Borderlands Three is getting that next gen upgrade, so oh, that's even, I know that's, that's even more. That's beneficial. when we're diving in, Chris. Yep, yep. There's no way around it. Yeah, it's exciting. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm very interested to see what this really means. And yeah, that's it. Get ready, guys. More Borderlands on the way. That's right. So, but oh, what were you gonna say? I was, I was gonna say, what time is it? What time is it? <laughs> it's it's time for the pursuit of plastic. All right, guys, so Pursuit of Plastic, back it on Kickstarter, but this is where Pursuit of Plastic started. I'm Tyler Tucker. I'm still clapping us. I'm still going to clap us. You got to clap us in. All right. All right. So there, there's that clap for you audio people out there. We love you. Uh, first up, G.I. Joe is back. Uh, the G.I. Joe game came out this week. G.I. Joe toys oh, are yeah. in, the, in the toy aisles. It's everywhere. So, kind of. yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, 3-0, a great uh, company that does not, like, kind of off mainstream figures in the 1-6 scale. Uh, great, great quality figures. Uh, they're going to be doing a Snake Eyes, and it looks pretty sick, honestly. Uh, so, for you G.I. Joe guys out there, that need a one six scale figure, this may be your solution. Yeah, three zero has been killing it with Transformers toys. Um they do a really, really good job with um I think they would they did uh Optimus Prime or sorry, um who else did they do? Well I have a Halloween toy by them, Michael Myers. Uh oh, uh Halo. And then now mm-hmm. Destiny two characters. So I really like what three zero has done and the snake eyes is maybe the definitive one. Uh, here we go. Original snake eyes was the best thing ever with his wolf timber. Was it? Uh, I think it was, uh, actually Moses. Um, I don't think did snake eyes have the, the wolf or was it, I think it was a different character, right? I'm not a GI Joe guy. Hold on. I'll look that up. Chris, go on to the next thing. So 3-0 um, will be making that figure. You might know them also. They've done Rambo. They've done um, Game of Thrones, things like that. So you can find 3-0 at Sideshow uh, along with Hot Toys. But Sideshow is a good distri- distribution channel in America for all these uh, higher price collectibles. So Moses is right. It's Tipper. Yeah. I wouldn't. I Smart wouldn't. Man. I wouldn't doubt Moses's info 
So I'm not arguing. (laughs) Well, there's another character that has a wolf too, though. That's the only thing, but okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, Speaking of Berserk earlier, Figma has been doing these repaints of the figures that were basically sold out right away when they were first released and then going for hundreds of dollars online. I don't, I really don't feel like they, like I wouldn't spend that much money on them because I like them. And so, you know, the thing about it is that, um, they they are fifty dollar figures in my opinion, uh, and I fifty to sixty dollar figures. So I I was never yeah. going to pay that much, no matter how much I love that series. And so when they started doing the repaints, and I have the uh, the armored guts, uh, the middle one, the black the black knight, I forget what it's called, but they're going to be doing Band of the Hawk, which is his first look uh, when he's uh, first joined the Band of the Hawk, and it's awesome. I don't feel that I really need to get it, but. I just love the fact that they are re-releasing these as repaints so that people can get their hands on them. Yeah, I always like that uh, when the company does it, when it's a figure that's really popular. And I understand, like, there's certain things that you should hold dear to you and um, make an exclusive, et cetera. But there's certain other, like, if it's a six-inch toy, don't be an asshole about it. I'm sorry. Like, put a variant color on it if you want that to be the exclusive or whatever but like for the most part just be nice just re-release it give me a new paint job if that's what you need to do but um give me some different accessories but i i think like there's certain sticks inch scale figures that need to be accessible for the masses and um definitely with star wars definitely with any comic book uh or toy or sorry uh cartoon but um even with uh, anime as well. I, I think that's a good idea. No, yeah, I mean, it's just, once again, speaking like, of things that are... <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say, though, like, once again, the third, the third level, it's just annoying. So, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be buying from people from Scalvator because he's an asshole. So, um, so Super 7 uh, has been doing their... Ninja Turtle Ultimate Figures, which are basically homages to the classic Playmates line. They're pretty cool. Um, I have not gotten into them until now. Um, So I would like to just let you know that I did buy you this Casey Jones for your birthday or Christmas next year because it doesn't come out till then. Because that Casey Jones is awesome. It looks, it's seven inches. It looks like the classic figure, but it's, 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 it looks cool. It's probably the coolest Casey Jones sans our one six scale, um, dream X one. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm not going to buy all of these, but I do want this one because it is, it is the vintage looking one. It needs to look cool. So, uh, happy happy birthday next year. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I can't wait for next year. That's right. It's going to come sooner than later. Um, but wave four is pretty cool. They finally finished out the brothers Four. yeah, finished them out with Donatello, um, but this time we get Muckman, Mondo Gecko, which is another one I was like on the fence about because I, Mondo Gecko was one of my favorite turtle toys growing up. But Me I was too. like, you know what? Uh, they threw Casey Jones in here and they just, they did a killer job. And since NECA has been pissing me off with their TMNT, I got to kind of get on my soapbox about that, but I missed that. So I'm buying this one and he's going to beat yeah. up all the NECA toys. It, it is. And it's so annoying. <laughs> That there's two companies competing for the same spot. Uh, And um, to Moses' question, did I love Jones as a kid because you share names? 
So I loved him more because we shared names. Uh, I already loved him because I was just like, what a cool, like he's a regular dude. You know what I mean? I always thought that that was a really cool thing where it's like, obviously Batman is a regular dude, but he's a billionaire. So not really. And he also, well, he's also, a, he's a metahuman because of his brain. They, they changed that continuity. Too. Oh, did they? Well, yeah. I don't want to know that. Like, you God, know it now. Annoying. You all know that now. I'm going to pretend I don't know that. But Casey but, Jones is just a dude who likes watching sports, which I don't. But um, and he was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go protect the people of uh, New York City. So I I always gravitated towards him just as the regular dude, other than April, of course, uh, in in the turtles lineup. So yeah, he he is awesome. Agreed with that, Moses. <laughs> he was like that, that that original vigilante that we that we grew up with. That it was okay, you know, to go bashing bad guys' heads with a baseball well, bat or a hockey stick. So I was always thinking my golf bag and putting. Huh? Well, I was gonna say in the movie that that solidified Casey Jones as being awesome too. I, I, he was all right in the movie. <laughs> what? He was all right. I liked him. <laughs> I thought it, All right. it, was, it was fine. It was just uh, there's there's never mind. we don't have to talk about we'll we'll talk about the new turtle movie sometime. I love that movie, but there's a lot of arguments against it. So, um, cartoon Casey Jones is the greatest thing ever. Uh, Can't so wait. Super happy birthday! That. That's right. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> uh, last my collection of Casey Jones figures. That's right. I had, I had to continue that that magic for you. So keep it up. Um, <laughs> last up. Star Wars, Hot Toys, just, it doesn't stop. Um, more Clone Wars. Uh, we got the Cody. We got uh, whatever else we got. I don't even remember at this point. It was a while ago that I put this on. But, yeah. They're killing uh, it was with Darth Clone Maul Wars. was the newest one. That's what it was. The Darth Maul that, that I was, like, waiting to see how cool it was going to be. Yeah. Not cool enough. So, it's thank God, because I can save money. Not as cool as Darth Maul I have, so that's it. If you don't have, so it's it's Darth Maul, Phantom Menace, OG, maybe even G-O-A-T, and you've got this one, which is okay, he's got the mechanical legs, it's Spider Darth Maul, that's what people want, like, give me the, the Gremlins version of Darth Maul, or, or give me nothing. There is a statue for that. I know there is, but yep. come on, dude. If, if NECA can do Gremlins to Spider Gremlin, then you can give me the uh, the Darth Maul Spider. Of course they can. Of course they can. And, they can and it won't it. break. And it won't break. That's it. So. That's it. But the real news here is how much money do you have? Do you have enough money to build a Death Watch team of hot toys? Because if you do, Sideshow has the answer for you. And they will be. Death Watch is coming to uh, the Hot Toys line. Uh, it looks pretty amazing. And if you are going to buy like five or six of them, just let me know. Yeah, send me pictures because that, that'd be awesome. Exactly. Yeah. If you can afford that many Hot Toys at once, then absolutely send us pictures to don't forget to tell one at gmail.com. Army build those Hot <laughs> Toys. Display them on the website. Um, yeah. Good lineup, Chris. Uh, good Pursuit of Plastic. Uh, where can you where can you find us uh little website called don't forget a towel.com uh mm. it's the home of 
Geekly News, DFAT Comics, and our podcast network, which consists of this show, Tell I Talk, and our Star Wars roundtable discussion. Uh, it's called Star Warriors with some of our favorite scruffy-looking nerf herders out there in the galaxy. Uh, so we'll be recording a new episode next week, actually. Uh, so look forward to that. I do. <laughs> I absolutely do. Uh, yeah, this is Casey saying thank you guys uh, for pledging to the pursuit of plastic comic now still on kickstarter um and listening to 182 episodes of the podcast and uh tuning into the facebook live and you know go go read some comics and this is chris don't forget to tell